Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode number 34 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, in glorious 16 by 9 ratio. Give it up. Come on. The amount 34, of work I went 30, to. 34, 34 episodes. That's almost a whole year for you to figure out how to go from 4 by 3 to 16 by 9. But yeah, we had a we had a false dawn last week. I thought I had it sorted, but I didn't. But and this and last week or the last episode we did, we spent fifteen minutes trying to figure it out. You have just come on, ready and raring to go with yep. sixteen by nine, clear audio, flying. Yeah, absolutely yep. flying. I, I don't know if this is clear audio. The audience will be the judge of that. It's probably all crap. But anyway, well, the funny thing, most of the audience listening can't or wouldn't care about your sixteen by nine anyway because they can't see it. So hello to everyone in your cars and in your ears. I'm in 16 by 9 ratio on a YouTube clip. So there. And I'm quite proud of myself. Yes, and that did take me nine months. I'm Brendan Waits, and that guy over there on the other screen is Cam Blake down in Hobart, Tasmania, in his garden shed. He wanted me to mention that. Good evening, Cameron. <laughs> you prick. Good evening, Brendan. <laughs> yes, I am uh, in my garage um, and also sleeping in a swag at the moment. So um, my wife... My, at home, my wife and I haven't had a Barney, but she seems to be quite happy about the idea of me not being in the house at all. Wow, good um, precedent. So COVID, the wonderful COVID has struck our house. Uh, luckily and, well, unluckily and luckily for me, I was in Melbourne uh, when it all kicked off. So I'm not a close contact. So I'm just staying out of there. Uh, <laughs> wife and the kids are in lockdown or in isolation for seven days. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm staying away because I've got to go away this weekend for work so I cannot be locked down so I'm sleeping in a swag yep. uh, and I'll be honest I had to sweep up a fair bit of dog shit to actually get my <laughs> swag down somewhere <laughs> so I could actually find a clear spot for my swag yes. uh, and now I'm in the garage uh, doing a podcast not, not yep. that you'd notice because I, I look like I'm in the middle, middle of nowhere so no, well you look like you do every week so that's totally fine but yeah um, <laughs> Uh, COVID has finally, you know, got both of us. It took a while, but, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, hopefully your family are relatively symptom free, are they? Or, uh, well, it's my daughter who's got it, and we're not 100, we're actually still waiting. She's done the rat test, but we're still waiting. She went and did a PCR test today, uh, because she had her first injection on the weekend and had a bit of a reaction from that. So, we're not sure whether or not she's got it, or maybe it's a false negative or anything like that, but. Uh, no doubt we'll find out probably tonight, but I'd say she has, but she's not symptomatic. So I don't know. I well, don't get any it. luck by this time tomorrow night, you'll be back in the house and everything will be fine. And the kids will be fine. Everybody's happy. It'd be great if it was. Yeah. I'd like to be able to sleep in my own bed and um, stop getting Uber eats. <laughs> you love it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. How are you going this week? Good. Yes. Um, uh, busy as a one-armed drummer. We've got a lot going on, a lot of uh, printing do going out and, uh, still battling to get staff so it's right. um it's tough out there but that's all right yeah. whatever that's fine but as i said i think by the way sorry for the week off folks we decided uh, <laughs> cam cam bailed uh into the great state of victoria on a motorbike yeah and i didn't think you'd want to hear me just banging on no. in 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 the old four by three ratio so i thought yeah. i'd uh we thought we'd give it a miss and have a little week off. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I decided to... I've been doing, planning this trip with a mate of mine, Luke, another good little photographer from uh, from Melbourne. Been planning it for probably years now. We finally got our, our crap together and said, right, let's just go. And we did. Uh, and we went up to the northeast of Victoria, up around Bright, Mount Hotham, Falls Creek, 
Mount Beauty, Omeo. We did a few days riding up there. It was absolutely stunning. Really, really lovely. A bit of a break before we start getting stupidly busy again. Um, almost got bitten by a couple of snakes on the side of the road that were rearing up as we rode past. That was fun. Wowzers. All right. Yeah, wowzers indeed. But um, it's pretty full on. Yeah, we had a week off. It's good. I think we're a bit more refreshed. Yes, we are. Um, and while we had that week off, uh, a little um, little nugget was found by Cam. Uh, well, telling basically a social media thing, telling people what photography podcasts they should listen yeah. to, and yeah. lo and behold, the little down south photo show cropped up at number six yeah. on the list of fifteen, which is pretty impressive. Well, that was one of our fans actually sent us the link and said, "Oh, no doubt you're all over this." I went, "No, what's this all about?" Because <laughs> that's how much we care about things. Like that. Um, and had a look at it, and yeah, there was—I um, can't remember exactly—it was a magazine or something—and uh, had us in the top fifteen podcast you must it listen nice. to. It was great, um, and we were, in, we were in pretty amazing company. Um, yes. The the podcast above us—I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, one of their hosts is a bit of a git, but that's okay. Right. Um, we'll, we'll probably talk to him soon anyway, I reckon. How to make friends and influence people. Well, I'm, he's not going to watch this anyway. So No, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't he, do he any would, research. He wouldn't do homework. any research. Yes. If, he rocks up um, on our, if he rocks up on our show, he won't know. We can play a joke with him. Yes, he will make an appearance pretty soon. Uh, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah. thanks to everyone who's tuning in, listening, liking, sharing, awesome. subscribing, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, as I say, episode 34. So we've been at it for a little while now. What would we do if we got in like the top three or like one or something like that? Oh, I don't oh. know. Maybe we could have a little um, little party. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Think? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, we need to set a goal, do we? I don't know. Possibly. Now, on my screen here, Brendan, you've disappeared. Is your... I, I, I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It says you're talking, but your video stopped. So here we go. We're not going to okay. get through this whole episode with it. So we've got we've gone all of what eight minutes, and my camera's already packed in. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can you can hear me fine, apparently. I can hear you fine, but I can't see you. It's hilarious. Okay, all right. Well, well, we'll, we'll just have to continue, won't we? No, no. Hang on a second. We're, we're, oh, I'm going to get this back if it kills me. What the hell happened? Talk about right, yourself. I'm pausing folks. the podcast. Wait. <laughs> okay. So how do we take this off? <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to 4 by 3 Yes, we're back in 4 by 3 um, Have fun editing look, this one. <laughs> you know, this is, this is just going to be... Uh, mate, I did not set that up. I didn't mean for that to happen. No. It just happened. Yep, it did. Ah. I, can, I, can, I can say I witnessed that happening. How many minutes were we in? Um, were, we in were we in sixteen by nine? Was I in sixteen by I th- nine? I four? think you might have scraped six or seven minutes. So next week we'll, well try. It, we'll next, we'll do, yeah, next week we'll try and do fifteen minutes of sixteen by nine. Yeah, it's a sign. So apologies, I've now gone back to crap quality four by three on my phone, and probably you might not notice a difference in the audio. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Where were we, Cameron? Uh, we were talking about how awesome we were in the top 15, but I think that moment, <laughs> that's right. I think that moment's passed now. I think we might uh, be dropping out of that top 15 after this episode, but we have the best, thing. we have the best loyal listeners in the world. So even if we, we were, even if we were to stuff this up, uh, like we generally do most weeks, I think yep. they'd still hang around because I'm sure that everyone feels a lot better about their own ability to use technology after watching an episode of us. Mainly, um, mainly you. Mainly me. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, what what has been 15, 20 minutes of mucking around for us has 
yep. gone by like that for the listeners. Yeah. So thanks to the wonders of modern editing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've, st- I've still lived the pain though. <laughs> okay. The last thing we do when we introduce ourselves, which has gone on forever now, is talk about backgrounds. I've yes. replaced mine with one we've done before. So bad luck. Where are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about the one you had before you disappeared off 16 by 9? That looked nice. So people can go back to the start of the episode. And just have That's a look. right. And they can see that and see that I was at Ocean Grove Beach. No, yeah, are like, you in the Flinders Ranges there? Yeah. Okay. He wants to move on. Okay. Flinders Ranges. Yeah. yeah he's had enough. Uh, yeah. This is the Flinders Ranges uh, last year when I was there scouting for this year's workshops. Uh, it was a beautiful morning. I just followed a road up the top of this hill and there was a tree. So I went, all right, easy. That's it. <laughs> and there was a tree and, and there was a, a tree and the and, the, and the sky this is blue hour we we're talking about blue hour yes, last episode lovely this is purple hour yeah it was very purpley hour um but yeah, it's this little cool tree and there's really nice views back at the the wilpina pound which is like the big mountain face behind the other way of this shot but that tree silhouetting against the background i thought that looked pretty cool so as you do when you're doing shots you do a 360 degree look around to see what's going on very make nice. sure, yeah. So, yeah, that's my background. Anyway, what are we well, talking about? Um, what are we talking about this evening? Are we talking about anything at all? Or just you didn't. Your... Um, you didn't consider maybe replacing that sky with another one, Cameron? No, I didn't, because that would be <laughs> manipulating your image. Um, yeah, it goes against my ethics and morals as a photographer. Okay, um, well, that is the segue to end all segues because tonight's main topic is image manipulation. Is it? What are the odds that that was going to be the topic? What are the odds that you read a rundown? What are um, the odds that we actually had one? <laughs> uh, image manipulation, the ethics yes. and our thoughts on it. Now, mm. a little bit of a background here. I want to... that a pun? Um, sort of, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how we got to this topic it is a hot potato it's a hot topic uh, it a hot has topic. been since the invention of photography uh, mm. and in particular the invention of digital photography scanning uh, photoshop all that sort of stuff yeah. di- digital manipulation of images but i think the catalyst for this was um back when i was in port ferry and i got a really cool shot with my drone of the lighthouse at port ferry yes you did and I chucked it into Photoshop and I was editing, playing, getting it all set how I wanted. The sky was awful. It was just, it was, it was so bland. It looked like it was gray clouds, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was just blue sky getting late in the day. And there was just no features in it, not one yeah. feature. Um, not even the beautiful color banding that Cam's got behind him now. Mm. That didn't even exist. It was just this horrible sky. So I thought, oh, I wonder what sky replacement would look in that, look yeah. like in that, with no intention whatsoever of, you know, putting a new sky in it to sell it or to do anything more with it other than to see what it would look like. Yeah. And it actually looked really cool. In fact, here it is on the screen now. So I'll just put it up there for you. Can there's you no, remember the photo, Cam? There's no <laughs> chance that's going up on the screen. No, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can remember, I can remember the photo. Really... It is is the lighthouse and it is the, the wall or whatever running straight at the lighthouse. Yes. Um, and it's got some really nice light on it. I went, gee, that looks good. And I love the sky. And you went, guess what? It's fake. Yeah. The sky has been dropped in. And I went, it's not a good photo then. I don't like it. That's right. Exactly. So (laughs) I was able to change Cam's opinion on my photo just by telling him that the sky was fake. Well, I think even if you just talk about our main topic today, right, we're talking about image manipulation. The word manipulation is misleading. You're manipulating someone to think something it is what it isn't. And I think that's where I maybe differ. I think there's two sides to this argument. And I actually do honestly believe that either side is not right or wrong. I I don't think there is a right or wrong argument here 
I think some people will just accept that you can manipulate your images to look whatever they want, drop skies in, take things out, put things in, whatever. And I think there's another side of people that are a little bit maybe more traditional where less is more, you know, less editing apart from the normal, you know, exposure, contrast kind of things. Um, I saw an interesting conversation the other day online. Uh, it wasn't any, anything that we were involved with, it was just a, a post that I saw. And there's this argument that people keep putting up there. The people that are pro-manipulation or pro doing whatever you want to do, drop skies and stuff like that, they keep coming back to Ansel Adams in his dark room saying, yeah, but Ansel Adams used to manipulate his photos. And <laughs> yes, he did. He used to do things to his photographs and, and when he was developing them. But things are they're chalk and cheese what they're talking about like he wasn't replacing skies he wasn't necessarily wiping out you know entire buildings or putting extra things in you know he wasn't you know straightening things up or warping things or doing anything like that he was just dodging or burning some extra lighting which is i think that's fine if you're doing digital photography and you want to burn some light in or dodge some light in i think that that's part of the process but replacing skies and take and like you said doing manipulation to your image to me, that that's another level. To me, that's digital art. That's not digital photography, and that's where yeah, that's yeah. where I sort of sit on it. Yeah, um, which I think most people, when they work their way through the argument, would probably fall on where you've just fallen with, with the way you summed it up. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a line, um, yeah. and the line. I think everyone knows the line. You know what I mean? Like I, in, I, in well, every image, everyone knows when they're editing, they know the line. And, yeah. and, you, and it's like, okay, if I remove, okay, so if I, for example, there's a power line running through a photo. Yeah. Now, I've now removed, <laughs> I have removed several power lines. There's places here in Ocean yeah. Grove where you get beautiful views of sunrise and sunset, but there's power lines. So right. yeah. um, I have oh, at least two or three times on images that I sell, remove power lines. Now, yeah. <clears throat> Is that the line? I mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I think that's fine personally because I'm yeah. actually taking something out so you can appreciate the view more. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think every image has got to be taken on its merits, particularly yeah. when you're looking at the way it's been manipulated. Yeah, I think I, I, I come back and again, like I'm a bit different in, re, in the re, regards to what I think and do in this situation. Like I, I'm very old school. I, I like to try and get everything one shot. You know, like for example, the image behind me, there's a circular polarizer used. There's a little bit of bringing up of shadows, down of highlights. That's about it. And, and to me, the way I understood photography, the way I study photography, the way I shoot is that you know, you're talking about your power line issue there. Like I've had that situation as well. We're like, shit, I just can't get those power lines. I have to get rid of them or whatever. But to me, the ideal scenario there is that you move yourself physically or you, or you get a different yeah. viewpoint to not get that power line. So to me, the true art of photography is getting it all in that one frame straight off the bat with a little tweak at the end. Not, okay, here, near enough is good enough. Okay, I need to get rid of that. I need to add in that. I need to move there. I need to squash that down. I need to you know, stretch the peaks on the mountain. I need to do all these things to create an image that is not a true representation of what the scene was. And I think that's where there's a difference is that some people are creating digital art where they are really taking a canvas of a photograph and turning it into something completely different that represented that their vision of what they saw. Where there's, yep. also, where there's digital photographers who are like, this is what I saw and I'm going to capture it using the tool I've got, which is my camera, and do some small tweaks to bring it back. And, and you have to tweak because raw files, they come out raw. They don't have any contrast or colours or anything major in them that you don't have to go and play with. So 
like I saw another, I saw another um, article the other day where there was this beautiful Arctic shot. So it was like a, like a big open plain sort of frozen lake thing. And they had this beautiful snow owl flying at the camera, like really big in front of the camera. And straight off the bat, I'm like, the sun's behind the owl, the shadows are going, that's, that's a fake owl. So I open up the comments and everyone's like, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. And then everyone's like, but what's it matter? Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I think that comes back to the, the, the emphasis comes back to the artist that if you're going to put up a photo and claim it as, hey, how good is my photo of this owl in the Arctic circle flying? You need to say that it's not a true representation of what you saw. It's a visualization of what you wanted to see. Because I think that's where people get a bit narky about things is that people are getting their photos up there and they're getting big recognition and sometimes winning awards and doing all this, you know, there's monetary values behind things as well. And we find out that they're fake or they're not what they said they were. Um, they're something else. So yeah, like if someone wants to add things in and, and add things out, fine, no, no problem at all. But if you're going to try and pass it off as being a one shot photograph, that's where I get a bit, no. Yeah, I, I probably don't get as annoyed as you do with it. I, I, I think in some ways... I'm an I angry little man, Brendan. <laughs> we know this. I, uh, in some ways, I can respect what a photographer has tried to do, uh, yep. an image maker has tried to do. Yeah. But I'm with you 100%. You've got to, you know, put your cards on the table. You can't You can't just say... You, you, like you, Okay, I'll give you an example. So uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago now, there was a photographer up on the Sunshine Coast who posted an image. Obviously, I'm not going to name names, but they posted an image in a certain uh, photo store's uh, themed. So every month they have a theme, and you had to yep. anyway. There was a there was a photo of uh, it was shot off Noosa, and there was um, two whales' tails sticking up in the air. Yes, humpback whales. Now. It was pretty obvious to me that that was fake. Yeah, um, yeah. All you had to do was zoom in a little bit, do a little bit of, you know, looking around Photoshop, and you can, you know, you, you can really bump up contrast, and you can see that the yeah. grain didn't quite match up, and the noise yeah. didn't quite match up, and it was layered and so on. Yeah. And it was it was obvious. Unfortunately, they went ahead and won the competition. Yeah. Um, and so I just posed the question. Um, yeah. It, would, would you mind walking us through how you layered this image in Photoshop? And of course, yeah. I got no response. And then the photo was taken down. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, um, and, which was a little bit out of character for me because I, but it just annoyed me that much to, to yeah. that, that it that it won the competition. Yeah, you and know, I, I, and I, I was just yeah. like, come on. I think that's where I think that's where again, I, I it comes down to a bit of ego as well. I think there's some people out there who. <clears throat> who want to win competitions, who want to get their name out there, who want to win prize monies or want to win a new camera or want to get on the front page of a magazine or whatever. And they'll do whatever they can to manipulate the image as best they can, over-process it, you know, take things in, take things out. I, 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 again, I don't have an issue. Like, if anything, there's probably a bit of jealousy from me as to people that can do that at such a level. Like, if someone can manipulate, you know, whales into a shot or, you know, if they can put something together that looks fantastic and real... By all means, I, I don't hold any issues with that at all. But when they're trying to pass it off as that, oh, this is a photo I got down the beach of two whales kissing each other, you know, or something like that, that's complete BS. And it's misleading, it's dishonest. And I think that shows a lot of people about their character of a person as well, that they're yeah. willing to lie to everyone to win a competition. And that's where <clears throat> I think the digital manipulation can go too far. Uh, we had a similar thing down here in Tassie. Again, I won't name he or she, 
Um, but we had a shot where there's a big dam out on the West Coast, beautiful big Gordon Dam. And this person had put a the Milky Way over the back of this dam. Looked fantastic, really well edited, really striking image, but 100% fake because the Milky Way does not set in the north sky of Tasmania or anywhere for that matter. So when the person was approached about it, they lied about it for weeks and weeks on end, said, no, 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 that's, that's it. And, and then it became, it became this witch hunt amongst locals here to try and prove this person wrong. If that person had come out and say, hey, you know, how good would it be if the Milky Way was over the back of this dam? Here's my vision. This is what I thought it might look like. What do you think? I reckon they would have been held up on people's shoulders and said, hey, that's amazing. Great job. But the fact that they didn't and got found out, and I think that's a bit too common in these days where people are putting stuff up and trying to pass it off as original work as a single shot or this is the moment I got. And the reason why I get a bit pissed off about things is because I work my ass off to try and get to spots to get the exact moment in time that these people just Photoshop in five minutes. So that's where I think as a traditional photographer, I get a bit jerked off about it is because, you know, you can, I can, you know, I, I did a shot, a Milky Way shot similar to that one, but on a road and I spent six months planning that. I had to wait for the Milky Way to be in the right spot amongst the road and all the big trees had to wait for a clear night. It was minus four or five. I could have done it in Photoshop in five seconds, but I didn't. I planned it and I went out. And that, I think that's where, I think that's where, as as an overall community, that's where maybe the manipulation's got a bad name. Is because there's probably been too many people passing off work as as original work, or single shot work, or minimal work when they've been found out. You know, there was a classic example of the AIPP. There was a, a photographer at one categories all over the world for for their work and got caught out. They were, they were cheating, 100% cheating. And they won thousands and thousands of dollars worth of prize money. And, you know, so, yeah, it's it's a really interesting topic. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, when you said as well, like the ethics of it all, I don't know. Like it just comes back to, you know, good on you. If you can do it, go for it. But all, all I'd suggest is don't don't try and pass it off as if you went to this amazing effort and just happened to get this miracle shot when it's been yeah. doctored up. That's all. So um, obviously uh, very passionate about this topic, Cameron. I like it because you haven't drawn <laughs> breath yet. That's good. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, no, just, I'm just fine. talking in case you drop out again. <laughs> True. Don't be sorry. Um, I think you're right. And, and in, in so far as um, you've got to declare your hand, you've got to say what it is. Here's the thing, though. Um, that photo of the, the lighthouse with the sky in, mm-hmm. if I was to put that up, uh, on a canvas print in my shop or take it to Port Ferry and try and sell it down there. And I put on a sign, uh, composite image, um, you know, and put a price on it and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that the average punter would care. Um, yeah. I don't know that the average punter, and let's be honest, the average punter who normally buys my stuff is going to, I don't know if they would care but i don't know how much information i would need to put on that sign or if i'm actually talking to the customer do i need to go up to them and say now you realize before you give me your money that that sky didn't exist i've actually Mm. got it from a photoshop stock image and i've added it in there because the sky was bland and i wanted to jazz up my photo i just Mm. wonder you know and i think there'd be people out there who'd make the argument well nobody cares so why should i care the problem is Photographers like yourself, Cam, and photographers like me, and and, the, and and photographers definitely like Ben Horn, would 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 hate it. 
They'd be yeah. like, I work my ass off for these images. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. and that, and that's, you've got to appease those people. I think more yeah. than anything, right? Well, I, I guess it, it comes back to as well. And I know I, you know, I have this conversation many times with customers on workshops and I, I have my opinion, clearly, as you, as you noted there, but that, that doesn't mean my opinion's right. Like if you right. want to go out and create manipulated digital images, knock yourself out. If you want to sell yeah. your images, knock yourself out like it's not it's no skin off my nose if you're making sales from it awesome good good on whoever it is that's doing that um yep. and if you're not going to declare it or put it up there that's fine like i, I like again I, I really don't have any issue about it what the only time i start getting issues about it is when people are actually um winning or you know winning as, as, a, as a broad yep. term winning off those yep. images so whether or not they're yep you know, they're getting recognition or they're getting sponsorship from brands or they're winning yep. prize money and they're not declaring it because most competitions these days will have a composite section, all that kind of stuff. But as they know, bloody well should. As they bloody well should. <laughs> but, you know, who, who are we or anyone? Like, I'm, I'm nobody. Like, who am I to say to someone, you know, I don't think you should be making composite images or me. Like, it's not, not, not nothing to do with me. I just don't do it. Uh, if someone else wants to do it, by all means, you got my respect because you can do it. But if I see you put up an image and say, oh, look, I went and got this Milky Way shot where the Milky Way never is and how good am I? And yeah. this, then you, I lose all respect for you straight away. And I, I yeah. won't I won't enjoy the rest of your work. I probably won't even give it the time of day because, again, you know, photography to a lot of people, we've spoken about this, it's a passion. You know, it's a really good way to, you know, clear your mind. It's good for your mental health. But if you're using that that medium that we love so much to manipulate people into liking you or doing something like that for your own mental health, then there's bigger issues going on there that you probably need to deal with um, where, you know, you don't need your, your imagery to get you likes and, and, and subscribers or whatever. So like, like I said, it's just about being honest, but again, like who are we? Like I, I I'm no one, you're no one. Yeah. Like, well, well, do, we're not, we and we're not their customers. That's right. And then like, about getting back to your one, like if you want to sell that lighthouse shot on the, on the on the with the with the extra sky in it, then by by all means that that's your work. It's your art. You can do whatever you like with it. Um, but uh, if I see it up there, look out. <laughs> anyway, that's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it is. It's such an interesting topic because without question, it that re sky replacement I did on that lighthouse photo improves the improves image. the photo. Yeah, absolutely. It's still it's still a well. Let, let's just put humbleness aside i think it's a great photo without this without the sky thing there yeah um but it's just missing you know i, I just couldn't be there at sunrise or, or and the sunset was crap so yeah. i just yeah. you know I, I added it in there and yeah. i did it out of curiosity mainly to see how good this sky replacement yeah. thing really is and yeah. it's bloody amazing like mm. it's it's pretty lifelike like it's yeah it's pretty pretty accurate which which in itself is cool um yeah. but you, you you're right it's like well if you want to do that, do it, but don't tell the world that it, yeah. that's how it looked. Yeah, it it'd, be, it'd be like you, I was actually thinking about this on the way today, I was driving around because we. I knew I read the running sheet, what we're talking about. Um, and I was talking, I was thinking about like, what analogy could I come up with for the show that sort of gives you an idea of where I sort of fit in regards to this. So I put it down to this, right? If I, if I came over to your house and you said, hey, come around for a roast meal, I'll cook some dessert for you and everything like that. I come around to your house. We sit down with the family, kids having a great time. This amazing dinner rocks up with this amazing roast, all these kind of things. Take the best roast I've ever tasted in the world, best cake I've ever tasted in the world, amazing dessert. And at the end of it, you go, yeah, but I actually bought it from someone else. I bought it from a chef. 
I'd be like, well, you've just completely misled me from, yeah. from what, from woe to go. And then you've told me that, oh, actually, it's not really what I thought it was. It's something completely different. And that, that's yeah. where that's like in, and, and going back a little bit where we're talking about manipulation of images. And I know there's going to be people on here who are going to say, yeah, but everyone uses Lightroom and everyone uses, you know, used to go in the darkroom. That, that's not what I'm referring to. Like adjustments of exposure, contrast, a little bit of saturation, highlights, shadows, all that sort of main stuff is, is pretty much what you used to do in the darkroom with, you know, way you used to agitate film, give you more contrast, you know, you can dodge and burn light. That, that's not what I'm referring to. That, that, that to me, everyone does that. So I don't refer to that as manipulation. I refer to that as normal developing of an image. It's when we're talking processing. about what you're processing. Like, like you said before, it's when we're talking about dropping skies in, you know, there's a couple of classic shots, even there was a classic shot from Peter Eastway, you know, the godfather of landscape photography in Australia. He did a, a pilgrimage to the Western Arthurs uh, in, in the name of Peter Dombroskis. They walked out to that classic Lake Oberon, took a beautiful shot, you know, in memory of Peter. And he got it back. He put the photo up and he got ripped to shreds because he'd actually stretched some of the peaks around the lake. He'd actually warped them a bit. And all the traditionalists got onto him, how Peter would be rolling in his grave and he'd be doing this and doing that. But he declared it. He actually declared it in, in the image saying, I've actually done some things to this. Yeah. Yep. No problems at all. That that's fine, but when you're trying to pass it off as this is what it looks like when it's not, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and th there's another side to this as well. So every now and then, a photographer will get an absolutely ripping photo that is hard to believe that it's real. Yes, and that's where uh, it's detrimental to their work because they have worked hard, they've yes. nailed the image, and it brings into question everything right yes, so yeah you know the, when the general public cottoned on to or cottoned on to the fact that you can manipulate an image in photoshop everything's photoshop well then it's well, that's right it, yeah. it's the it's the absolute right everyone goes yeah. oh well it's photoshop now yeah you know my kangaroo hopping across the lake photo which totally many times oh 100 mate that's my that's my little brother in a kangaroo suit um <laughs> good, good impression <laughs> yeah uh yeah that, that's shot on film it was yeah. it's you know it was real and, and, yeah. and you know and the problem with it is it it looks like it's photoshop yeah and when i used to do the markets you know every second person yeah. oh yeah and you'd hear them oh, photoshop you know they'd yeah, be yeah. whispering you know and and i'd no no it's actually not it's actually yeah. real that's the yeah. full negative that's that's and, and, what and, i saw and you know and, and that's that's what i mean about the hurt that comes as a photographer when you get that cracking image of the kangaroo and I'm sure we could put it up on the screen again, but this cracking image of the kangaroo jumping across, looks like it's, you know, the Jesus kangaroo walking on water. That, that to me, it's, it's, it's one of the, you know, one of the best wildlife shots you'll see in Australia of a kangaroo with the light and everything like that. The fact that you're there, the fact that you've caught it on film, like it's, a, it's just, it's just a moment in time, a classic moment in time. And then for someone to come along and just go, oh, yeah, it's photoshopped. Like to yeah. me, that would that rip my heartstrings out. It's like, no, that, that's my pride and joy. That's, that's, as you, as you call it, it's my moneymaker. Um, yeah. and, and I've had the same thing where I've had, a, you know, people have a go at me about Aurora shots. Oh, it's totally Photoshopped. Or it's totally this or totally that. Or, you know, shots that I'm really, really proud of that I, you know, walked 10K in a blizzard to get to. Like, oh, no, he's Photoshopped the snow in there or he's done that. that that's where I get my nose out of joint because you're right. We've, we've created this sort of arrangement now when a cracking photo that someone works really hard for, or maybe they just get lucky. Either way, it ends up going into, oh, that's the Photoshop bucket because yeah. so many other images have passed as real images because the owner of the image hasn't said, hey, this is fake. 
And all of a sudden, everyone's expectation is that anything that's a good photo that's quite unique, well, that couldn't have happened. It must have been Photoshop. Well, new, yeah, new, look, I, new think, I, I think I think there's a real element here of trying to put the genie back in the bottle, and yeah. and we're not going to be able to because you know the way images, even now, like so, if you use your iPhone to take a photo, the computational photography that's going on, yeah. or the computational um, processing and developing of the image that's going on behind the scenes before you even see it. In yeah. that split second where it edits, makes your blues pop, makes yeah. your skin yeah. tones look perfect, all that sort of stuff. That's happening without anyone pushing one button on Photoshop, not editing yeah. a thing. That's so, right. but what it does, it gives a perception that the camera on the iPhone is better than the Samsung. Yeah. Because they yeah. have they've got the better program. That, That's right. They've you know, tripped have it the up. Better algorithm yeah. that can pick up the sunset better and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So as I say, there is a real element of genie back in the bottle, and and unless we all declare digital photography dead and buried and it's a whole other category of photography which yeah. in tech technically it is i mean it's analog and it's digital right and yeah. never the twain shall meet you've got two yeah. parallel yeah. lines that can't cross because one is analog one's yeah. digital the manipulation level on analog as you've already mentioned with ansel adams can only go so far in a dark room yeah that's right and and, and you know even and, and i know we keep referencing ben horn because his interview was fantastic and it's linked here somewhere. Um, he was talking about, you know, he scans the negative. That's right. Well, he makes that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That, know, that's, that, then that's becomes the, a digital image. Yeah. That, so. that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing that I struggle, that I struggle heavily with when I shoot my film is that I'm, I'm wanting to shoot analog because of the challenge and the enjoyment and the feel and the look and all that kind of beautiful stuff to it. But the only way now I can do anything in regards to sharing that is 90 times, nine times out of 10, you've got to make it a digital image. You got to make it a digital file, which you will then go yeah, in and play with thing. and do stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I think you know, like it's it's a funny one. Um, like I said, the genie is out of the bottle. Um, like I, I find, you know, maybe one thing that I think maybe is helping me sort of get a maybe ahead of some people doing similar sort of workshops that I do is that I really do pride myself on teaching people to get it right in camera, whether or not they go back and drop skies and do stuff or whatever, but. If we, we get so many moments on workshops where it is, hey, that's the one shot out of the, that's, that's, you know, we've got that shot and it's one shot. When you go back and edit that, you're not going to have to do much at all to it. And, and the buzz yeah. that people get about that, when they get back to their computer and they go, tweak, 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 holy crap, that looks amazing. As opposed to, that looks crap off the bat. Let me spend three hours here dropping skies and then doing yeah. this and doing yeah. that. So like, I don't know, like it's it horses for courses. And, you know, again, I'm not criticizing people who, who manipulate their images or, or Photoshop heavily their images. That's not the argument here for me. It's, it's about, you know, just being, you know, honest. representation. Yeah. And, just, just being time. honest about what, what you're doing and what you're putting out there. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I talk about where, where the line is and where the line gets blurred. And we've established that the, you cross the line when you put something into your scene that was never there in the first place. Yeah. So, let's talk about a person that we might one day get on the podcast and that's photo tripper nice. um now quite often if you've watched his videos he'll be he'll set up his camera on his tripod he's framed the scene he has worked his ass off to get to that spot he's a he's a really hard he hikes a lot he's similar to you he'll go into these areas and you know if the light's no good he'll bail he'll come back and you know, all that sort yeah. of stuff and yeah. he'll, make, he'll make sure he's there at the right time of year even to get the right light however he will quite often take a series of frames. Now, in particular, let's say it's got a, a mountain range and there's clouds rolling across. 
Yeah. And there's one particular video that I can remember where the clouds were rolling across. He had his camera locked off on a tripod and he was just taking exposures probably about every minute yes. and just doing the exposure. And then he blended the images into one. Yep. Now, that sky was there. That foreground was there. They yep. weren't both there at the same time. You know, is that the line? Is he pushing hard up against the line camp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, it, personally, I, I still think that's crossing the line for me. Um, yep. To me, again, I'm, I'm all about getting that moment. And it, it's a moment. It's not a series of moments made into one moment. It's a moment. And that's yep. what photography was all about. You know, you, you talk about all every classic shot you can ever think of that's been on in front of every Time magazine, every National Geographic magazine, every magical shot you can think of up until the last 10 years has always generally been a single shot. And it's well, that, a and word that, there was a word that you just used that I think speaks to this in, in, in spades, and that was the word was. Was. That yeah. is, was what it was like. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's no longer. Um, no. I, I, go and grab any, any photographic magazine, like Australian photography, better photography, go yeah. and grab National Geographic, go anything and look at the cover. There is stuff going on in that image every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. Because, well, it's a digital photo for a start. There's going to be changes in light, contrast, all that sort of stuff. But that process of image stacking now has become yeah. very, very popular. Yeah, it does. Um, so, in your opinion, should that be declared? I mean, Photo Tripper declares it in, in his video, well, in his YouTube in, video. He in, says, this is what I'm doing. This is the process I went through to yep. get this image. But the well, thing is, with Photo Tripper, for example, he's talking to photographers, mate. There's not the yeah. there's not the average mug punter that watches that. Yeah, know? yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, Hi to all the mug punters watching, <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> and watch our subscribers. Do, 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 do. Um, so yeah, again, like it, it all depends on what you're doing with that image as well. But you know, getting back to that, you know, should it be declared? Well, most competitions now will ask you, is it a, is it a is it a, a, a um, a combination of images or is it blended exposures or is it focus stacked yeah. or whatever it is. So you need to declare that. And, you know, we can say that everything was back then, but if all the major competitions, pretty much every competition I can think of ask those questions, then why are they asking those questions? If, it, if it's not relevant anymore, if we've moved past that one shot is the hero shot, how good is it moment? That was what it was 20, 50 years ago. Then why are we still asking for people to declare that? The reason being is because, People still marvel at someone getting that one shot. That's that is that is the whole beauty and amazing part of photography is that you can capture one millisecond of time that no one else ever captures, no one else ever sees again. And you could you as a photographer can put yourself in the right place at the right time to get it. That's that's the magic part of photography. It's not about oh, how many things no, I can, no. how many layers I can put in there. No, no, it's, no argument. And, and, and I think, and and I, yeah. yeah. And I think we've spoken about this many times. We've talked about yeah. how when you do work hard to get to the location and then the light comes. Yeah. And you get the payoff and the endorphin rush of capturing yeah. the photo. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one side of it. That's the photographer's side of it. And the other side of it is the is the person viewing the image yeah. as well. Yeah. So and 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 that's where which I think you've made your stance very clear that it should be declared. Yeah. And getting to the point of people buying the image, well, that that's a completely different thing. Like, you know, people looking at it from a sale point of view, like, you know, who, who, it's irrelevant what the photo is made of or how it's been produced for someone buying it. The process of how it's been captured is 
practically irrelevant to anyone buying it unless they've got an interest in photography the person buying it is buying it because it speaks to them as a piece of art um, how they how they get to that point is you know, how the artist got that moment doesn't matter so you know yeah. i don't think you should be i don't think you should have to declare stuff to customers but if a customer came up to me and said hey this shot behind you did you i'm really interested in having this blown up for the side of my house huge you know pay thousands of dollars to do it um is that a real sky or is that a photoshop sky all of a sudden that question becomes quite loaded because that could be them turning away or, or walking forward you know and, yeah, I, and is that and, the sale or isn't it is that the sale or isn't it that's right so yeah. but yeah they're, they're two sort of different aspects of this this discussion i think the the selling of images and the people that are buying it is completely different to how the image is made and uh you know your photo tripper he declares it he, he puts those images together um mm. you know and uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest I've, I've i've racked my brain over the last few years about what i do and the way i edit my images and, and i keep thinking to myself am i missing out on opportunities because i'm not following this trend of focus stacking or image blending or dropping things in or dropping things out. Like oh, I've actually thought about it quite heavily about, am I losing sales? Am I potentially losing prize money if I enter competitions or whatever, because I'm not doing what a lot of others are doing. And I just can't bring myself to do it. That's just that. That's And as long as I'm happy with my own photography inside and, and how I'm going, then and I think that goes for listeners and viewers as well. Like, you don't have to follow these trends. You don't have to drop skies and you don't have to do things, you know, do what, do what makes you happy. If you're out in the field and you're getting shots that you're happy with, who cares? That's, that's the main thing. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying it. Yeah. Look, I, I think I, in, on the whole, we're in heated agreement on this. Mm. Um, I think though um, I'm a little bit more open to it. I, I think it has a place, but I, I, I keep coming back to the point and I can't escape. And I've thought about this all week. It's like, no, you're right. You've got to declare it. You, that's it. Yeah. You just got to, if, you, if you're putting your work out there and it's a composite, please say that it was a composite so that everyone just goes, oh, that's, it's still a nice photo. Yes. But that, that's, that's the, we bit. know that it's not what was there. But that, but that's, <laughs> that, 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 that to me is the whole crux of the matter right there. If you, yeah. as a photographer, are making these images and putting things together and you have a concern that if you tell someone it's a composite, versus not a composite then there's there's a reason why there's a why there's a heartbeat yeah. missing there because you're yeah, like you got you got a question you got a you, question what what are yes. doing yeah exactly if you if you're yeah. if you're stalling that at that last hurdle by telling people if it's a composite or not then there's more going on that you need to talk about with your photography yeah then then gee, we're getting real deep now aren't we <laughs> no 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 it's good because i <laughs> yeah. and i was just thinking while you were talking i was thinking well you know by doing what I did with that lighthouse photo and running it past you to see, and you went, great shot. I think yeah. you said in your comment, you said, oh, that, that, that looks awesome. And then when I told you it was not, it was, you know, it's a fake sky and, 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 you know, your attitude changed, that's fine. But now your attitude might be, well, he's going to do that all the time, which I'm not. I'm Are not you? saying you per se. Are I'm just you? saying when people find out that I replaced, and, uh, you know, oh, well, he cheats. So my, yeah, my you don't tar every photo with the same brush. Well, my reaction, if you'd said to me, hey, I was down at Port Ferry, here's my lighthouse shot, sky was crap. So I actually tried Photoshop and dropped this guy in. It looks pretty good. I'd be like, hey, that's pretty cool. That works. Yeah. Because it's up front straight away. But yeah. if you pass it off and say, hey, good's this shot I did with this sunset, geez, it was yeah. a cracking sunset. Yeah. And I'm like, gee, that looks really good. Great job, mate. You're yeah. there. You got all the exposure right. You did everything. Oh, by the way, 50% of it's fake. 
then then you know then, I can't lie. You lied about you lied about your golf day dates, but that's okay. You changed them on me. Oh my! <laughs> I'm not goodness. letting that go. Um, yeah, yeah but anyway, see, it's yeah. it's it's um it's an amazing topic to talk about, and a lot of people are very passionate about it. And I've got no doubt there'll be comments, and I hope people do put a lot of comments on this topic because it is a hot topic at the moment. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I put my hand up the first to say I'm, I'm old school. And I will also say that a lot of times I don't think I would do these things because I maybe not know how to do them. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit ignorant to the whole thing about what more could be done to my images. But um, I, I sort of go on the, the, you know, the attitude that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What, what I do works for me and I love what I'm doing. And that, that's really all it should matter. And that's all it should matter Mate, to people. That's exactly right. Well. And, and yeah. what, what you do does work for you. You're successful at what you do. You sell your photos. Yeah. It's funding your passion. It, it's, it's, you've been able to make a living out of it, which is yeah. very, very commendable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think in a nutshell, and we're going to wind this little topic up now, but in a nutshell, yeah. yeah. Declare it, folks. Tell us if you've manipulated that image. Yeah. Leave a comment or, below. We're interested in your feedback. Or not. Or don't tell us. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Just just erase this whole whole section. Just do what you want, folks. Yeah, that's right. Forget what we. Yeah. Yeah. Just we're pretend not, my we're not, webcam dropped out. Oh, yeah. Geez. We're not. We're not number six out of fifteen in Australia because we have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, so that was good. Good discussion. That's, I really enjoyed yeah, that. And as awesome. I say, it sounds like we're in heated agreement. So I think we've just disappointed a couple of people who were hoping for a popcorn moment and absolutely yeah. blow up on the podcast. Yeah. Look, I think you know we we, we could definitely disagree on some things, but yeah. I think. Um, and I and I think if if you pull all the layers back, and this will be the last thing I say, if you pull all the layers back of everyone who grabs a camera and goes out and takes shots, I really do believe truly that most people will go out there and try and want to capture that one moment. I think it's yeah. when people maybe don't understand what's going on or aren't prepared enough or a little bit lazy that they get back home and go, oh, hang on, there's a there's a button I can do to get that. Oh, I'll just do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think everyone's heart's in the right spot. It's just some people follow trends, some some don't. So um, one other thing I'll add, because we're, while, we're, while we're on the topic, I do a lot of photo uh, restoration for people. Um, oh, a and <laughs> Photoshop has become uh, like an absolute tool of the trade for that. Mm. But now with these uh, neural filters, they're called, which does sky replacement and things like that. There's a new one uh, called colorization, which will colorize mm. a black and white image. Right. Uh, absolutely amazing how good it is so yeah. um i've been i've been getting people today i had a lady and she had this black and white photo uh of her mother who was like one of, she was elderly and her mum so this photo was quite old it was a mum when she was young like in the 30s or something yeah and i scanned it and showed it to the photo and while she was out i colorized it and then i got her to come around i said have a look at this and i pushed the colorize button she cried it's so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it is she, it, it took her breath away yeah, it is. It is amazing that you just phrased that. And this is, folks, this is not prepared or pre or discussed. I was in Melbourne just a couple of days ago, and my grandmother, she's ninety five. She's finally gone into a home. She's been independent, still amazing, but just you know, just got to the point where she needed help. And there was a couple of photos of my dad and my great aunt that were in her house that are now hanging up in mum and dad's house. And I went, no, they're in these old gold frames and there's my dad. I was sort of hanging shit on my dad about how ugly he is now versus how pretty he was as a little boy. And, 
and they've been colorized. They're, they're old photos that were done at the time when they used to take black and white and colorize them and stuff like that. And everything's a bit, you know, everything's a bit milky and moody and, you know, a yeah, bit more yeah, glazed yeah. over and stuff like that. So I was Everyone literally having, wearing blush. Yeah. I, I was literally <laughs> yeah. having that conversation on Tuesday this week. And what are we now? Thursday. Yeah. And now you've just raised that. So what, what that's, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Cool. but if you can um, if you can get the original black and white, send them my way and I'll colorize them for you. Yeah, all right, cool. Damn on. Everybody's, yours and mine, favorite part of our show is back. It's Dear Cam. Oh, I thought it was going to be Pluck a Duck. Anyway. It's, <laughs> it's Dear Cam. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from David. Hi, David. Avid fan, yes. voice, listener, watcher, everything, a commenter. David better learn how to row a boat because he's coming down to Franklin. Dear Cam, I have scored a ride in the cabin on the locomotive of the on the Goldfields, Victorian Goldfield steam train from Castlemaine to Maldon, lovely part of the world. Very nice. It will be hot, cold dusty, cold dusty, and potentially cramped with high contrast between inside and outside, and inside when the firebox is open and closed. Right. Goodness me, this is a setup. Don't Changing lenses is not an option. I only get one. So I'm yep. assuming because it's a horrible environment, can't change lenses. Yeah. Don't own a second camera, David. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I only get one. Is, so is it the 15 to 30, 24 to 70, or 70 to 200? This is a one-off opportunity of a lifetime. He is just setting you up big time here. I thought this would be a good question to introduce the issue of lens selection in limited circumstances and what things people should consider. I probably didn't have to read this bit out. I have made my choice, but I'll be interested in seeing what Cam's thought process is. Well, you've already made your thought, Dave, so what's the matter? <laughs> um, okay, so next week on the show, we're going to- <laughs> if you've got a deer cam, <laughs> um, look, it's funny this one. Um, I've actually been in the in the action in the actual engine room of a steam engine out on the west coast, the West Coast Wilderness Railway. So that was a mouthful of marbles. Um, it's a beautiful railway that runs between Strawn and Queenstown, and I did a tourism junket there once, and they gave us all about twenty minutes up in the front you know, to drive the train and pull the horn and stuff like that. So I, I can actually firsthand visualize the, the situation David's going to be in. Now, the one I went on was through rainforest and things like that. So the contrast and dynamic range from inside out wasn't too bad. You had, you had a little bit of fun to play with, but I can imagine he's going to have quite out, you know, bright outdoor, you know, planes and paddocks and stuff versus the inside. So to me, I think the choice would be the 15, the 30. And the reason being is, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to get in this steam train and see how it all works. There is a, an amazing amount of detail inside these steam engines, the fire, all the dials, the steam, the person driving it, the dirt and grime over people, uh, things like that. To me, if it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to go in that steam engine, I couldn't care less about what's outside the windows. I'd be wanting to get as much as I can in the steam engine and using that 15 to 30 is going to give you that really cool spatial awareness type of shot that you can say, Hey, look how cool this is. You'll still be able to point it out the window and get some landscape shots as well. I think a 24 to 70 is not going to be wide enough inside this engine box. I think they are very tight spaces and, you know, you haven't got much room to, to move. So if 24 mil being your widest, I'd say no. Uh, and a 70 to 200. Yeah. You, you can come back and do the landscape another day, David. I wouldn't, worry about it so i'd be saying 15 to 30 purely because it's a very tight space and the action and everything that's going on in that engine as you're chugging along is stuff that you can get some really really cool wide angle shots and even at 30 mil you can get in pretty close and get some good shots as i well. want to i want to see a photo of some dude shoveling coal into the into yeah. the thing 
15 yep. mil with just a little bit of blur of that landscape going by. Yep, just exactly. in the gaps in the windows and stuff. Yeah. With a flame yeah. coming out. And if you don't get the blur right, Photoshop is all nuts. Drop the sky. Now, you know, I like to put my two cents in in deer cam. Yes. Um, I think you're spot on. I think, and I think knowing, knowing David as well, and I love David, he's a lovely guy and we've had a lot of laughs over the years in workshops he's come on. Um, knowing David, is, this will be a real challenge for him because he's got about one square metre of room to move. David loves to get 600 compositions in 600 shots. He wants to move. Every shot has to be a different composition. This is going to challenge you, David, because you're going to be stuck in this little cabin and you're going to have to, you know, Use your, use your wits a bit more to get these interesting shots. But my advice would be shoot low, shoot high, you know, you know, shoot that sort of really exaggerated sort of wide angle. The dials all are really cool. Like Brendan said, sh shoveling coal in, the flames coming out of there are really cool. The shots outside the window are really cool. The little windows I look at expose for the outside and just get the frame uh, of, so you can see the outside, but you, can, you know, you're looking through the front of a, of a steam train, but it'll challenge you, David, because you're, you're a fairly tall guy and there's not much room there and you're going to get dirty. And um, yeah, I think you'll love it though. I look forward to seeing some shots. Very well answered. If you have got a deer cam, uh, please send it to us. Um, I think David actually went through my camera and photo Facebook page because he wanted to gazump you. He did get something because I didn't see this one come through. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, contact us all well the we'll descriptions and things like that. Uh, this dog's breakfast of a, um, of a podcast has gone way too long. Apologies, it? but it was a very good topic tonight. Um, just quickly, we because we sort of missed last month, uh, last week, and we had the Ben Horn one earlier in the month. The, our abstract landscape hashtag abstract landscape. We're going to carry it forward into April. Um, because March has been a bit of a bummer and we haven't yep. sort of done this right. But yep. um, we yeah, do have a special guest again next week on the podcast. So are, we, are, we letting the, are, we letting, are we letting the cat out of the bag? Uh, no. No, she's not coming? Okay. No, for, for, for one very simple reason, and that is that he may not turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. He will be here with bells on. It's a he, by the way. We have... I personally, I think he's actually quite a big name in the in in the industry. He will tell you, um, tells everyone been, he is. <laughs> been involved in the photographic industry in this country for quite some time. Both Cam and I have had the pleasure of working with this gentleman. Yes, uh, all he's will a, be revealed next yeah. week. He's, um, he's he's a sweet smelling kind of guy, isn't he? Very, very much so. In some areas of Tasmania, I think he'd be quite popular as well. He would be. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> So that's going to be it for next week. Cam, have you got anything to add to this dog's breakfast of a podcast? Mate, it's been How awesome. From, it's been awesome from way to go. I mean, I'm still in the garage. I haven't been eaten by anything yet. Um, You're in the I'm, garage. I've got a webcam that just doesn't work. So it's going back. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all good, mate. I've got a, a bit of a weekend away. We're doing the South Coast, a uh, Southwest flying trip for three days so that's going to be a great yes. trip so i'll be able to that'll be cool show some photos and talk about that when we get back um but at the yep. moment i'm just staying well away from everyone well that's that means that you can keep working so that's that's what you've got to that's do the main, that's the main thing yeah so how about you what's thanks uh, for tuning in everyone no, nothing you're finished you're done right. okay yeah that's it we're done we're getting okay. out of here thanks right. for tuning in, everyone we'll <laughs> see you for episode 35 next week <laughs> absolute dog's breakfast Bye. Bye now. <laughs>